Folks, the Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose have kicked off their seasons with a bit of a bang. Now, while both teams actually have notched a win or so in the start to their season, obviously, you know, not everything was perfect, but you know what? You take it. If you got a win, you're going to be happy about it. And there is plenty to discuss in Winnipeg and Manitoba's first couple of games as we enter both of their respective seasons. We'll talk about all of this and more on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Jets fans and Manitoba Moose fans. Thank you for joining us on Locked On Winnipeg Jets, your team every day. Thank you so much for uh, checking us out. Obviously, we are super excited to be talking about the start of the Winnipeg Jets season. If you're wondering who I am, my name is Harrison Lee. I'm an avid Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on my personal social medias at HLLivingLoco, as well as our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said, obviously, the, the season has kicked off. This is very exciting times for all of us. We've been waiting to see this team um, in, in one shape or, or form of another really start to to hit the ice and get a sense of what exactly this new era of the Winnipeg Jets is going to look like. Because to be honest, the offseason was a bit of a mixed bag. Let's be real. Uh, Rick Bonus came in with a new assistant coaching staff and, you know, things were were a little bit solid feeling, right? There was a changeover in the guard and you sort of felt maybe the coaching situation would be respectable this year. Um, And to the last few weeks of camp and preseason, you know, the Jets have have called the numbers, they form their roster, and for the most part, uh, you, you could argue that it's probably the best iteration given the options that the team had available to them, by and large. Some players on the team, uh, you might wonder what their roles are going forward, especially some of the depth players who were competing for those last few spots. Uh, some of the new arrivals, of course, got in, but, you know, push comes to shove, obviously, the biggest thing was figuring out what is this team actually going to play like? You know, we, we can all harp on the decision to maybe not use Logan St- or to not use Vili Heinola or Dylan Sandberg in place of Logan Stanley. But what is actually going to happen on the ice? Was Stanley going to be able to really elevate his game? Would the new look bottom six be able to support the top six? Um, especially since one of the concerns this year was going to be where are the Jets going to be getting goals from? Well, after the first game against the New York Rangers, I'm happy to report some positives. I, I think, you know, this game had a couple of interesting periods. The first period was probably Winnipeg's strongest. The Jets looked fast. They were aggressive. I thought offensively off the rush, they looked dangerous. Um, and there was a decent amount to enjoy here. I think the Jets had really good puck movement. Um, defensively, it was a little bit shaky, some not so great turnovers. And obviously, like the Rangers had been coming off the uh, back half of a back to back. So, you know, they were a little bit tired, but given what the Jets were up against and how talented the Rangers are, even a slightly tired gas team is just, 
you, you really can't take them for granted. Um, the Rangers have plenty of fantastic shooters. Zaban and Jad has been on an absolute tear to start the season. Panarin, Fox, all of these really talented players, you know, they're just not a team that even if they are tired and are on the back end of a back-to-back, you have to be extremely careful and not take penalties. Uh, that was kind of my biggest concern coming into this game was if, you know, the Jets can at least play decently well enough at even strength, can they stay out of the penalty box? Um, but, you know, the Jets ended up striking first. It's pretty cool to see Winnipeg uh, open the scoring up. I believe it was Mark Shifley. Um, and, and Shifley, you know, through preseason and training camp, has seemingly kind of returned back to his roots of being this really electrifying, super fun, dynamic first liner. It wasn't that I think he ever really got away from the offensive side of his game. But, you know, the past couple of years, I think you could tell from his body language, uh, from his on-ice performance, things weren't really gelling for him. Uh, And actually, just yesterday or the day before, there was an article that came out from Paul Friesen uh, suggesting that players were blaming the coaching staff, which, you know, (laughs) a lot of us have been saying for years, right? I mean, we all kind of understood that the the previous coaching regime really wasn't getting the most out of the the players. Um, And whether the players publicly said it or not, it was clear that a lot of folks weren't on the same page. So it was nice to see uh, you know, Shifley looking refreshed. That first line of Connor, Shifley, and Ehlers, uh, Ehlers is, is really good. This is a unit that I think is going to do tons of damage. Um, the second unit of Perfetti, Dubois, and Wheeler, it looked all right. I, I think that that line could maybe do with a bit of a swap. I would keep Ehlers on the first line, but maybe swap Connor and Perfetti. I think Cole, Cole was getting in some really good dangerous areas. Uh, took a couple of really nice shots, but, you know, when it comes to that first line, Perfetti can bring some really good defensive support for Shifley and Ehlers, and he also has the passing and vision to find both of those skaters in really dangerous areas. Uh, whereas what you know Connor can bring is elite speed, elite goal scoring ability, and Dubois and Wheeler might really benefit from that if, if you are setting um, a bit more frequently. Apologies, folks. We just had a brief uh, outage, but uh, just kind of circling back, we were talking about, uh, you know, swapping Perfetti and and Connor. I don't know that this is a change that absolutely 100% has to be made, but it is something I would consider if um, I'm the coaching staff. Now, unfortunately, Rick Bonus did test positive for COVID, so he wasn't actually able to coach this game. And this evening, we'll be seeing uh, the Jets face the Dallas Stars, Bones' old team. He still won't be present, and it's not uh, entirely sure when he'll be back, maybe sometime in the next week or so. But in the meantime, it seems like Brad Lauer has kind of been running the benches and stuff. And given like the first game, you know, I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, The Jets obviously got a little bit outplayed by a team that should have been, um, you know, pretty exhausted. But we'll kind of dive into where the, the tempo sort of changed and what, Winnipeg's response was after a not so great second period. Before we go further into this game and talk about some really stand up performances, though, just wanted to shout out our friends and partners at Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their homes. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I have seen plenty of friends and folks around using Simply Safe. So even though I don't personally use it, I know a lot of my friends do. Uh, they have rave reviews, and you know 
this is a service that protects you with cutting edge security technology available twenty four seven with professional agent support. They've always got your back, and you know they've got tons of great features. Um, like I said, they have twenty four seven monitoring, and Simply Safe's agents will call you the moment they detect anything wrong, and they'll also dispatch police and first responders if there's an emergency. Even if you're not home or they can't reach you, they'll still dispatch. Uh, whatever services are needed, because again, they've got your back. They know what it's like to be concerned about your household and they want to make sure that your home is secure and safe, no matter whether you're, you're inside or outside, out and about, or even if they can't reach you. They also have HD security cameras inside and outside your home. And uh, they've also got plenty of sensors and detectors to make sure that, you know, even if some motion is, is noticed outside, they've got eyes on that. Um, they have all of these different features. They even have an app that lets you manage some of the security services, whether it's on or off, uh, and really gives you a whole host of suite of options to make sure that, you know, whatever protection you're looking for is simply safe is offering exactly what you want 24 seven. You can customize the perfect system for your home with just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% of your, on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Again, all you have to do is visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hello, friends, and thank you for uh, making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking about Winnipeg's start to the season. Plus, we'll cover a little bit of the Manitoba Moose and, and give you some thoughts on Brad Lambert's pro debut because, as you might have guessed, Brad actually did get to play some games. But uh, before we go any further, I just wanted to encourage you to make your second listen, Game to Game NHL. It features every moment, every top performance, every result. Uh, you know, all the time with, with Locked On Game to the Game, you get... Um, Every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. You can follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So be sure to subscribe right now. Those of you who have listened to Locked On now uh, are probably familiar with our, our brief segments that give you a game recap. This is the new version of that, and I'll even be submitting stuff for this, uh, especially after the Jets conclude their games in the evening. So if you're looking for really fast, hard-hitting analysis, that's only 45 to 60 seconds. Game to game for Locked on NHL is your go-to source. Now, circling back with the Jets, obviously Winnipeg was facing uh, the Rangers. And like I said, the Jets did kind of get outplayed in this game. Wasn't by a tremendous margin, but it was enough to where Hellebuck did have to sweat a bit. Uh, in fact, he earned the first star of the night after a really fantastic second period, man. Uh, Hellebuck was sharp all night, but that second period in particular, um, the Jets just kind of got pulverized. Uh, it didn't really feel like the kind of pulverized where, um, I don't know, like the Jets were completely helpless, but it seemed like they had um, failed zone transitions, failed defensive zone exits, uh, some sloppy turnovers. Uh, the, the defenders, I thought in particular, were really struggling because, you know, they're trying to push up the ice, trying to facilitate transition, trying to be aggressive. And sometimes that got them caught. Um, and it was just a, a weird period where it was basically all down to Hellebuck being brilliant as the Rangers continued to pile up shots. Some of them were really dangerous, some of them less so. But I think the Jets would definitely argue that that second period was a disaster for them. I don't think that they would have been happy, but I mean, it, it's, it's the first game of the season, right? So um, you're not even with Rick bonus coaching the team. You've got the assistant coaching staff taking over. So 
am I really going to be harsh on the team for this? Probably not. Now, if it's like a continuing trend throughout the rest of the year, yeah, that would be a problem. But for the first game, you would expect some bumps. And that's kind of what we got with this. But um, after that second period, the Jets kind of started to, to get their skating legs back again. And in the third period, um, the Jets were back to creating opportunities and creating some good chances. But, you know, one of those mistakes, I think it was like a failed zone exit in inside the defensive zone. The Jets ended up conceding uh, at odd man situation. Logan Stanley kind of did something in front of the in front of the net. Um, if you saw him try to block the the shooting or passing lane, you know, he, he crouched down and basically spun in a circle trying to get himself oriented in the right way. Didn't really make it in time before Dryden Hunt sniped one past Hellebuck. And, you know, just like that, it was tied 1-1. But like I said, you know, the Jets were starting to wake up. And I haven't talked about two lines in particular because I wanted to save this one for, I, I guess, the best for last. Um, you know, that first line was having a great night. Second line was doing decently. But the real star of the stars of the show were probably the third and fourth lines. And in particular, the fourth line, uh, the third line of Baron, uh, Lowry and Appleton, I thought was solid at just creating some good forechecking presence uh, and occasionally offering defensive support. But the fourth line of Gustafson, um, Gagne and Menelainen was just all over the place. They were creating great opportunities from behind the net. Uh, Gustafson was grinding along the walls. Manalainen was opening up space with his physicality. And Gagne is just a really smart goal scorer. I think Sam is one of those players who knows his role, knows how to create good scoring chances and take advantage of them, even if he's not you know, chipping in 40 or 50 goals a season. He's just a really nice middle six player to have. And I think for the Jets, a great addition. Uh, I was pleased to see him join the team. And he had a really quietly good preseason in camp to where I was like, I think this guy deserves to make the team. Um, he's one of the players that did actually displace, you know, Tanenato and Harkin, sending them back down to the moose. But you have to say, Gagne and Menelainen from, you know, I think all of our perspectives really earned those spots and they ended up getting rewarded for it with Gagne scoring the go ahead goal. We all love to see it. It was a not exactly a pretty chance, but uh, they were jamming around looking for a rebound. Gagne actually collected his own rebound after um, there was some nice setup from uh, that fourth line with Gustafson and Manalina just trying to shovel anything that they could right past uh, a lock. Eventually Gagne collects his own rebound scores and after that, Shifley added a beautiful power play marker, mind you, second goal of the game, and KFC finished it off with an empty netter. Just like that, the Jets ended up winning 4-1, to one, and, uh, you know, the vibe's pretty okay. Uh, for the home opener, I think it was an all right performance, you know, not a game that you would sing its praises about necessarily, but first game of the season, you, you're still missing your head coach because he's sick. Um you know, not bad. I think that there's stuff there that obviously obviously the Jets are going to want to improve on, work on throughout the season. But, you know, it's passable. I'll take it. Uh, it was watchable. It was fun. And, you know, some of their star players for the Jets really stepped up. Shifley, I thought, had a good game. Ehlers had a good game. Uh, Gagne, underappreciated gem. He had a really good game. Gustafson, I thought, really worked hard. Um and of course, Connor Hellebuck had a, you know, superstar evening. If that's the version of him that we get the season, we are in for a treat. But uh, of course, it wasn't just the Jets that were in action. The Moose have actually played a couple of games. Results a little more mixed on this one, but we'll talk about some fun moments and things that have stood out so far in just a little bit. 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We uh, just finished talking about Winnipeg's home opener and seasoned opener. Now it's time to transition over to the Moose. Uh, and Manitoba opened up their season with a two-game homestand against the uh, Rockford Ice Hogs. Obviously, these uh, these Hogs, pretty solid team, but I think the Moose were probably expecting to have a really strong outing. And, you know, for part of it, at least, I, I think they definitely lived up to the hype. This Moose team is super deep, has tons of forward depth. Uh, the defense is, is pretty solid, although one of the pairings not so in love with. Um, Sautner, Bauer for me is probably not a pairing uh, that I would really want to entrust a lot of ice time to. But, you know, for the most part, the, the Moose really don't have too, too many weaknesses. The first game, you know, the Moose came out and really dominated offensively. They were creating tons of chances. Uh, they racked up a quick 3-0 lead through the first couple of periods. And then Rockford started to chip back. And then the third period happened uh, and Manitoba ended up losing in overtime five to four. Arvid Holm, I thought, didn't really avail himself super well of the opportunity to steal that first uh, starter spot for the Moose. Um, he's been just OK, in my opinion. I would also say that the uh, Moose defense and forwards kind of shut down once they had the lead and it wasn't really a particularly great performance from them once Rockford started clawing it back. But, you know, home, you would like to make a few extra saves. Um, there was kind of debate about this game because Heinola had a shot that looked like it, you know, touched wine and crossed the line, but the league didn't have a view that showed that. And instead of a 5-4 lead where the Moose would have won if that scoreline held for like the last minute of the game or so, you know, the Moose then had to go to overtime and fell short of it. Um, I, I didn't really have an angle that showed, you know, the goal, uh, unfortunately. So I would just have to take the uh, coaching staff and Mark Morrison's words on this one. But even if the Moose um, were supposed to win this game, I just feel like that that performance of blowing the huge lead that you had really wasn't acceptable. Uh, and, you know, there's not really a lot that you can blame the officials and refereeing on. Now, as far as standouts are concerned, I think the big one that I kind of focused on was uh, Daniel Torgerson. Torgerson has been really good throughout camp, and he increasingly looks like an NHL player. I would say maybe even as high as a second liner. I think that's probably a little ambitious. I think third line winger is most likely where we'll find Torgerson in a few years. But he looks like he's getting real close to being... Um, one of the first call-ups for the Jets. So congrats to Daniel. He's looked fantastic in, in preseason in the first couple of, uh, you know, seasons with the Moose so far. I think he'll be a, a great Jet in just a few seasons. Now, for the second game, uh, Manitoba had uh, a little bit of a less auspicious start against Rockford. It didn't end up mattering, though. Um, despite being outshot and outchanced for a, a portion of the game, Manitoba managed to collect itself and ended up winning 4 nothing. Brad Lambert scored his first professional goal, which kicks butt. Obviously, a lot of you are very excited to see him. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like Heinola, Chisholm, uh, some of the really active defenders were looking to, to really step up. Um, part of the game, I thought that they were lackluster. Later on, they started getting really active and aggressive. And towards the third period, you know, everyone was contributing offensively, and things were looking pretty decent. But you know, overall, I mean, from the game footage that I was able to catch, I didn't have uh, time to watch the full game, but it, it was solid. You know, I think Manitoba took care of business. 
uh, it was a nice rebound after the disappointment of yesterday. Um, and, you know, we, we had some great points from Heinola, Chisholm. Uh, of course, Stenland scored his first goal for the Moose. But Lambert, he is the future. Really big deal. I think we're all really excited. Parkins also had a great shorthanded goal. If you saw that, it was pretty sick. Um, but this, hopefully this is going to be a, a start to a really fun season. Uh, I want to see who Manitoba is playing um, later this week. I think they might have a couple of days off uh, before they start to resume action. But yeah, the, the Moose should be really good this year. Uh, if you have the chance to go check them out at um, Canada Life Center, I highly recommend that you do that. Attendance for the first couple of games was a little bit low, which is not super shocking. Probably fine for Moose standards, but uh, with a team this fun and this good, honestly, I would love to see more Jets fans show up. I know that that's just not really realistic with the AHL and getting down to Canada life can be a bit of a challenge. But hopefully, you know, you see some more folks show up, uh, especially to see some of the really cool kids that we've got um, starting to to enter this league. And I think it's going to be great once Lambert is ready to graduate, Torgerson, uh, hopefully Heinola, Chisholm. There's a lot to, to really be excited about. So, yeah, you know, for a first weekend of Jets and Moose hockey, you take it. Um, two wins, uh, an overtime loss, five out of six possible points between the two organizations. Not bad. Uh, obviously, the Jets are now going to face the Dallas Stars on the road, which should be a huge test. The Stars have been ripping apart their opponents, so... Uh, really crossing fingers and hoping the Jets come out strong, but you'll have to wait until tomorrow to find out how exactly Winnipeg handles it. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Like I said, I'll have coverage of uh, this evening's game on tomorrow's episode. I'll probably have one of those game-to-game segments, too, as well in between so that you have some really fast analysis as soon as, like, I don't know, midnight this evening. But um, while you're here, I do want to let you know about another podcast I think you should be listening to. You should make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Philip Livingstone help bring you your, the, the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.